Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Boys, nice to see you again. I, I can't believe it. it's been when it's now Wednesday and we are all in the same Lions kit. I know, <laughs> amazing. We must really like these Lions kits. Yeah, we're sat in these wonderful Lions kits. Uh, you can watch this and the previous podcast on Facebook, um, and you're listening to it right now on iTunes, and that is where I would suggest you subscribe. Uh, Acast as well is where you can find us, and then we'll get every episode delivered straight to you. Uh, but for now, hands in, pod on three. One, One two, two, three, pod. pod. We don't need to do that, do we? Because they know how the sausage is made now. Well, no, that's people listening don't. It's fine. Like, illusion, Jay. All right, Audio fine. illusion. Anyway. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Uh, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We are just three mates that love the game. I'm Tim. That is JB. Hello, Tim. That is Phil. Hello, Tim. This is the second podcast of the week, as I mentioned. This one about... All matters domestic. We've dealt with the international rugby in the other podcast. Go listen to that if that's what you were expecting to hear. Hopefully you're going to enjoy hearing about the Aviva Premiership matches, the Avicii Premiership matches uh, of the week um, and uh, and looking ahead to some more domestic rugby besides. That was a nice smooth fade for you, JB. Yeah. I mean, a normal much, abrupt yeah. finishing. Um, right. So let's get straight into this then. Um, so last week, on last week's midweek domestic pod, we talked about the George Ford rumours. Now, let's go back about three or four months. And it was that long, wasn't it? When, when on the podcast we broke the news and it was then spread everywhere. Oh, sorry. Oh, that, no, go on. Because we're talking Avicii Premiership. Go on. All right. Yeah. There you go. It was going back at a good couple of months. I think it was back at the start of October, maybe even September, where we broke the news that George Ford would be definitely leaving Bath and would be going to Leicester was what I understood to be yes. the case then. Yeah. So we were the first people to break that bit of news. There's quite a lot of other more people are talking about George Ford right now, and as we were on our last podcast. So let's have a little bit of an update. So last week we said, and JB brought some news to the table, I- I'd had elements of that kind of verified, but I didn't totally understand it, but it was sales sharks. Turns out there's a lot of people saying that. Let's just reiterate what we know to be true, or what we know what we know we think we know we think is true. Oh, so are we are we verifying things we want to be true? Yeah, there are unknowns and there are knowns and there are known unknowns and there are unknown knowns. By the way, um, that's it. That's one of the most underrated, most sensible speeches ever. <laughs> if you actually listen to it, it makes sense. There, yeah. are, there is some logic there. I agree. So, back in whatever it was, September, October. I don't know what podcast it was. We we did it. We did it on. I, I, I'd heard. George Ford to Leicester. Yep, and he was he would be leaving Bath, um, and I and I was pretty convinced. Right, well that's that's going to be done. 
the sale things happened much more recently, but there are other clubs that have been interested. Northampton Saints yep. are, are thought to have been interested. Sale Sharks have been interested. On the last week podcast, we talked about JB talked about the logic of the sale move, why it would make sense financially. Yeah. Now a lot of people um, have raised eyebrows at the figure that was banded about there, eight hundred and fifty k. Yeah. How confident are you on that number? I think it'd be more. I do think I actually wow. think that's on the low side because. And also, did we mention the Joe Ford move? We Did we mention that last week? I don't know. But uh, if we didn't, the, one of the developments that I think I, th- I, think, I, think I know um, <laughs> is Joe Ford will also return yeah. to back up his brother yeah. because in his contract, if Leeds don't go up, he doesn't have to stay. And he'll be returning on maybe more money than when he left. Yeah. But all on his own merit. Cheers, bro. Because that's yeah. how business works, isn't it? You give away a guy who you wanted to keep yeah. and bring him back later on more money. That's yeah. exactly how it works. That's that's just good negotiation on George And no Ford's doubt he'll part. still he'll even come even if George doesn't sign, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course he will. <laughs> yeah. So, right, sales sharks thing, that seems to be the one that's gathered the most pace. Yeah. And on the podcast last week, we talked about why. So the, the extra bits of information, which I understand is, as far as Leicester goes, you were quite right, JB, Leicester can't afford uh, or couldn't afford him without releasing some cap space, and they have two pretty impressive fly-halves already. Yeah. They offered Freddie Burns to Bath. <laughs> now, Freddie Burns supports Bath, it was, a, was a fan of them. Does he, he really? Was a fan, well, he was a fan of that he grew up supporting them. He was a, used to go and watch them. He used to go and watch rugby at the I rugby. always thought he'd be a, Gloucester, a Gloucester yeah. fan. No, he, he used to go and watch Bath. So... Uh, but Freddie Burns didn't know. This is what I've heard. Freddie Burns didn't know he'd been offered to Bath. Found out about it, and there was a bit of a, a meeting where he said, uh, cock, "Knock, knock on Richard Cockle's door. Knock, knock. Come in. Hi, hi, oh, hi, Freddie. Um, I heard your what you've offered me to Bath. Yeah, deal with it. Okay, boss. <laughs> okay, deal, deal with it. Well, um, he, he did. He dealt with it very, very well and, today. And there was a period. Look at the. It's interesting when you look at the season and when Freddie Burns was starting at the very start, and then more recently, and when he hasn't been starting a little period through October, hmm. which that could just be completely coincidental. Yeah, yeah. I think it is coincidental actually. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it probably is because at that time, well, yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, but that that uh, is something that was tabled. Now, this whole suggestion of Bath being able to have a have a, cla- a clause in his contract that he can't move to Leicester. That, that you can't do that, surely. No, you can. Uh, you, you can. can't I'll t- do no, that. I'll tell you how how it works. But don't believe that. No, no, it, it is. Um, it's absolutely true. So I, I inquired about this. And I was like, how do you have a contract, right? Where isn't it like restraint of trade? Is it something? And no, the the point is, um, Bath or will release Ford, but it has to be a, mu- a mutual thing, and it, so he. No, I get that. I, I get that because it's... So, they, because, no, they have to... He's still under contract for two years, so they'll only let him go to a club that they, that they like. The, re- the release clause has to be mutual. Yeah, yeah. so he so once so, he yeah, comes to the deal... No, but that, that, that's a different scenario from saying there is a clause that says he cannot... He cannot. Go, he, they've named yeah. Leicester. No, they haven't done that. No, no, no. no that, that, Which is what some places are suggesting has happened. That yeah. Bruce Craig went, uh, no, I... I uh, yes, you can sign a new deal, but uh, you're not going back to Leicester. Tell me if you feel I'm wrong on this. I love Bath. I love their kits. I love their kits, actually. I think their stadium, as I said before, is the single best sports ground for any sport in the world ever made. I think it's brilliant. 
Farley House is exceptional. The yep. squad is great. Yep. Yada, 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 yada. But do you ever get why a feeling... Would you, why would you move? Is that what you're saying? Is that no. your next point? Because do you ever that, get that a feeling... Would, that would be my point. Yeah. That they're not a particularly nice club. As in, right at the top level, they don't deal with things in a particularly nice way or a way that you'd be... You know, that that's the that's the one uh, little knock on them. They uh, don't seem to deal with things the right way. I, I I would say, and I would remind you of stories we've heard about contract negotiations with other players at other clubs. Um, there are th- there's there's a ruthless part of business always. But I mean, it's even to you know to this, uh, it's even to the stage where you know they're they're not running the salary cap properly, and that got swept and um under the carpet. And you know you hear about the Mike Ford era, which wasn't particularly well handled, uh, and the Joe, you know George Ford stuff, uh, and Carl Ferns. I don't think there's, a, I don't think there's a, an, an um, what's it called when it's uh, like all pervasive. It's uh, systemic. Systemic. I don't think there's a systemic problem with that club at all. No. No, I think Surely the club's not. in great shape, but I do wonder if right at the top level they're not particularly good, pe- mm. nice people to deal with. That that's that would be my. Uh, that, yeah, as Tim says, yeah, that's business. Yeah, but it doesn't happen in other clubs. I mean, you don't get that feeling about Saracens, do you? Well, look, when Chris Moyles took my job, <laughs> that you can't—that wasn't personal. I was just a number... and, and for about the same money as George Ford's going for. Yeah, well, Chris <laughs> Moyles, not me. I can tell you that much. Uh, in fact, Chris Moyles is probably on more, and I was on a ridiculously a smaller, much much lesser amount. But that was that. I was a number on a spreadsheet. It wasn't. It was yeah. just. Thank God you got this uh, podcast money to top it up, eh? Exactly. <laughs> well, um. Is, is, and all the predictions of uh, Chris Moyles' ratings uh, came true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yes. Um, so, so no, I don't think there's anything any problem with it. I think I think it's they sacked his dad and he's taken umbrage with it. Mm, mm, that's well. it. Because it, it is interesting because George Ford is captain the side. A yeah, few, but like the this, this season, he's captain yeah. at times this season since yeah, but, since Blackadder's come in. Which is obviously he's I, trying to, yeah. So look, look. I, I so so just going back. Yeah, sorry. Let's so let's just keep on track. So we're adding to information. We've already yes, yes. We like haven't you haven't added any more information yet. Yeah. Well, no. The the the, the Freddie Burns situation mm. that that would have been the way that Leicester would have got around and still might get around salary yep. cap. Yeah. Uh, situation. We're still in this. I'm still in the same position, which I think Phil is. I don't understand why why he would leave. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah. Fine. You want to make a little I'm wedge. I'm certain this deal is done. I'm yeah. certain of it. Yeah. I, it's it. If he leaves, it is only for money. Well, it, no, it's not really. He's from Oldham, and his and his girlfriend lives in Manchester. Nah. No, no, he is from yeah, Oldham. That's they're, a fact. They're, yeah, yeah, no, I'm with Phil. And he can play with they're his brother. I mean, you can't but, underestimate no, he, these things. His brother can be third choice by half. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you got to assume <laughs> that McGinty's not going to hang around, and Mugford's not going to be over Ford, Ford is he so you, know, you, you can't underestimate these factors because they are both very important factors well, hold on Mug, Mugford's not going to be over Ford they let Ford go and they signed Mugford so anyway uh, anyway yeah. yes <laughs> anyway. you make a solid point um, but yeah I'm kind of with Phil on this I, 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 I think it would be financial would be the reason uh, it would certainly be the, the, the largest reason Okay, another bit of transfer news I can chuck on was a name that's been mentioned and linked with Sales Sharks before. I'm sure he was only there just watching the game, but I did see at the AJ Bell Stadium outside the ground someone who looked very much like, so I'll leave it there. It could have been, it may not have been, but it looked quite a lot like Danny Solomona, the rugby league player. Oh, yeah, he's he's been yeah. sending like Facebook Lives yeah. of him in the. So, again, this isn't, this has fallen through, I think. 
Well, he was there today, sat next yeah. to Josh Charnley. And he was also Facebook-living uh, a game of table tennis, which the <laughs> sale guys were having. I mean, if that's not a clue, I don't, I don't know what is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's something going on there with his contract. I, I couldn't tell you what, but something is going on, yeah. which means he hasn't quite signed. Now, what is the overall plan here? Try and stockpile as many rugby league players as you possibly can. And not play them. Yeah. I wonder if this is one of the diamond things of just trying to get value everywhere. Yeah, because Josh Charnley, so he's played, what, 10 minutes in a, a yeah. LV Cup game? And he's training Anglo well. Anglo-Welsh Cup. Anglo-Welsh Cup yeah. game. But LV Cup had devastated not to still have that competition under their banner. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's training well and he'll probably be playing next week or the week after. Oh, really? Do you yeah. think? Mm, sorry, here. Hmm. Can we just say now the whole we talked about the Carl Ferns thing a long time ago, but now that's been announced and is is, is set in stone. That back row, how incredibly exciting is Gloucester's back row next year? It's enormous. <laughs> it yeah. is enormous. So it, you you presume if all available, if all available, Moriarty six, Carl Ferns seven, Ben Morgan eight. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing wow. about this is handy back row. I, I thought, I mean. I thought Morgan would go and Kvesic would stay. Yeah. Because I think... There was talk of Morgan to Exeter Carl Ferns along with Kvesic. Yes. Yeah. But I was almost certain that Carl Ferns wanted to go there to, to play eight. But then you've got to throw in the England seven situation. Yeah. So maybe he wants to be like a brace yeah. of seven. Yes. And there's no choice about it. He might be the best option for that. Yeah. Yeah. He carries, Possibly. he I mean, it, like a hammer. He's, yeah. he's a bigger... So, Tamina Harrison does play in a similar manner to him, but Tamina Harrison isn't as big and as was, aggressive. When yeah. I used to do the um, match announcing at Sale, Carl Ferns was comfortably my favourite player. He just looks like a silverback. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. huge, isn't he? He's just, yeah, I just love him. Love the guy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look, really. Next year, Gloucester's year. Uh, next year might be Gloucester's year. <laughs> well, definitely if they continue <laughs> playing like they did against Wasps. Uh, now, and, and not a too shabby wasp side. Yeah, yes. is that where you want to? Is that well, the one you want to kick off with? Why not? Okay, I didn't see it because I was playing rugby. So far away. Uh, I've seen the highlights and I've seen Sippers, Sippers make a couple mis- of howlers. Yeah, yeah, the mistakes, the two mistakes for I can't remember which try it was. Uh, it was Atkinson's try. Yeah, sausage, Wait. sausage legs ten. Have you seen it, Jay? No. He goes. Sippers gets the ball middle of the park. Goes to. Uh, in his own 22 so middle of the field but just inside his own 22 goes to kick long kicks it against one of his own players it ricochets backwards five meters from the line he's the closest man goes to pick it up and just picks up fresh air isn't it amazing when the most skillful player maybe like a top five most skillful player in all of England all of English rugby can't pick up a ball just because of the (laughs) pressure against him yeah yeah quite incredible but that's probably the most um, insight I can give to this game yeah it's um, it's a weird one because it's a, it's only the second time that Wasps have lost this lost this season and they've lost to a team who you suspect they could comfortably beat mm. Mm. and we didn't see this result coming certainly not the manner of it no it's huge yeah not at all so Anyway, uh, shall we talk about the game which we do nothing about you were, you, you were at sale today well, 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 uh, or, well, on we, Sunday we, we've just talked about about Sale quite a lot um, just there. Bristol Bath? Um, oh, God, the less said about that game, the better. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I quite enjoyed it. Horrible. Like, some people did say, and you say that, and you take the mickey out of the Pro 12 being a bad uh, ad, <laughs> a, a bad advert for Rugby JB, and they were referring to the Bath Bristol. It was a horrible game. Well, yeah. I mean, anyone who says that has to remember that there's an awful lot of ex Pro 12 players playing that game. I mean, Reese Priestland was playing. 
Um, Only for 20 minutes because he went off injured. You know, the coaching staff at, at Bristol have all got pro sort back, backgrounds. So, you know, um, I actually quite enjoyed it. I like. I, I thought that uh, Bristol could win this. They should. They, in a lot of ways, they should have won it. Uh, and also, the future for Bath looks fair. Looks fairly bright. I really like the, the thirteen. What's his name? Um, is it Clark? Max, Max Clark. Max Clark. Yeah. He seems to have something about him. Um, and when Preston went down, I thought, right, this has to be it now. This absolutely has to be it for <laughs> Bath. Uh, turns out Hastings isn't too bad. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's. I thought I thought it was a pretty reasonable game actually. Mm. So I'm surprised that you're so down. So down. No, I thought it was pretty. It's pretty turgid. Yeah, it wasn't the best game, was it? No. Well, I, sorry, I didn't think it was the best game. It wasn't the most attractive, free flowing rugby. But then you you don't particularly like that sort of thing. I think it's disgusting because you you think Bale Sale play the best. Uh, most no, attractive. Sale do play the best. Yeah, in your in your no, 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 what, no, for what you find as uh, it's widely known amongst people. Who watch rugby at a high level? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, any other games to mention? So yeah, Sale Saracens or Leicester uh, Quins from Sunday afternoon. What are you up to, Tim? On your phone there. Uh, I was just, I'm just checking the comments on. Um, I'm just checking some of the comments. And Neil Collins said. I'm so pleased to see that as the podcast has become unnervingly professional, on Facebook Live it still looks reassuringly amateur. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> uh, yes, so yes, uh, Leicester, Leicester Quins. Uh, um, Qu- Quins, uh, we know they struggle in the international window. Yeah. Um, but you only have to look at the way Saracens have dealt with that to say that you can't use that as an excuse. You know that that's going to happen and, that, and you, know the fi- you know that this is going to happen. It's not an excuse. Uh, um, that, that clubs can use, I think it just again that might be another reason why, aside spending a lot of money on 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 a an England international is is even more of a risk because in such a big position, fly half is. I mean, it's a big statement of intent, and it might attract other players, but you're going to be without them. Like, like, yeah, like I mean, I've said not. this before, right? The best player to be in the Premiership is someone probably from New Zealand because you won't get picked for the national team uh, but a marquee player who's too important to, to play the LV Cup I think Nick Evans has the perfect job uh, having said that about Nick Evans I thought that's where they lost it I thought they lost it because I don't think Nick Evans and Cole Dixon even though they've got all that experience uh, were particularly good today I thought Freddie Burns was probably the best player player mm. on, on the park he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he uh, was. And that, 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 that was the difference and that's worrying for Quinns because they have be, sorry because they have relied on Nick Evans for so long. And I just think he's... I, I think this is probably his worst uh, season about th- five years I think now. it was more than Freddie Burns versus Nick Evans. I thought... Really? I thought Ed Slater was epitomised the way that Leicester played. He was hard and abrasive and just really nasty and... They were, they, gnarly. Yeah. Him, and, him and Fitzgerald in second row just dominated Harlequins. Well, here's a guy for you. Um, we're talking about England sevens. He's English qualified. Brendan O'Connor has had a very underrated season. I mean, not many people are talking about Brent, Brendan O'Connor, but he does a lot of work. Well, it would it would up the quota of foreign-born England internationals just another one. We might as well, while we're, while we're at it. Well, Lockie McCaffrey, again, is another guy yeah. that you could, uh, could, could have. And there was talk about him not so... Uh, uh, not not so long. You could hear me go on another rant about project players if if uh, if he gets a <laughs> if he gets a cap. Well, his mum's English, so why not? Oh, okay. All he's right. he's got an English he's got an English passport. Oh well, well, fair enough. I think O'Connor is like, I think he's got an English grandmother or something. 
Yes, Brennan O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah, because he's only been playing one season and he's eligible now, isn't he? No, here's a question, right? If, how do you define an English grandmother, right? She'd have to be born in England. No. Or eligible. Like, well, that's three, it. I mean, three-year eligibility. I was going to say, if so, if someone, yeah, that's a really if she's got good an English passport. If she, if she has a great so Brit- born in England, UK passport, born in England, or has a Brit- English passport, or eligible for an English. It must passport. be born. It must be born because otherwise, if you just had a UK passport, exactly right, you could you could play for England, Scotland, because Wales, Northern Ireland, or go, Ireland. Because otherwise, what's the point in going back as far as the grandparent? Because if you've got if you've got a mother who's half English, half Scottish. You don't say I've got a mother that's half English, half Scottish. You go, I've got a grandfather who is Scottish and a grandmother who's English. So the heritage comes from the grandmother. So at some point, you have to go far enough back in order to find someone who is fully of something. Yeah. Matt Banahan and other people from Jersey can play for any. Anyone. Yeah, anyone. yeah. Can he really? Yeah. Isle of Man, I think. Isle of White. What? So they, they not, can... Isle of, not Isle of White. Not Isle of White. Isle of Man and Jersey and Jersey. Jersey. Okay. Well, if yeah. you live there, you can play for anyone. Yeah. You can play for any of the home nations. Why is that? Uh, I'm not quite sure, actually. I'm not, I'm not quite sure the, the reasoning behind it, but I know it's the case. Oh, my word. Right, we should... Look, before we... Uh, sorry, no, let's wrap, talk, wrap up talking about Harlequins, Leicester. Um, um, yeah. Queen's I mean, just big problems, and it comes back again to what we've said. Kind of when you look at Wales, when they've they've a successor has continued things when they could have done with ripping up and starting again or trying something really new yeah. and fresh. I think if they stop losing home games because that's where they're strong they are strong at home they do well there um, spe- um, when they get the England players back too if they don't if that doesn't continue then they will change things Yeah, the moment they can get away with being a kind of middling team yeah but they have ambitions to be more than a middling team don't they yeah well I mean it's a long shot they're, I mean no no no, no. they have ambitions yeah. Not, I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to get there, but they have ambitions. Of, yeah, and I suppose of, their signings reflect this when you bring in someone like Jamie Roberts or... Yeah, James Chisholm. Yeah. Uh, guys like that, former Australian oh, captain. How have we not spoke about this? What? Uh, James Horwell. Sorry, James, James Horwell, not James Chisholm. James Horwell's finger. Yes. Oh, my Ugh. word. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, now, Ugh. Austin Healy identified blood on his finger. I didn't see the blood. Is he? There is, is it a it's fracture? An open fracture. Yeah. So the, bo- uh, the bone. Oh uh, God! The bone was out. Oh, I hate stuff like that so much. Yeah. We've had so many people send it to us. We really appreciate everyone sending us the picture of a broken finger what, on, on what, Twitter. Has someone sent this picture? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at it now. Oh, it's just absolutely awful. And watching him grimace as well. Oh. Uh, that's how you know it's painful because he's a hard man. He's an important <laughs> player for them as well. Because well, I mean, at least they've got the enforcer Charlie Matthews to to back him up. Exactly oh, right. There you go. There you go, Jake. Oh, that's one of the worst things. That is one of it's, the most oh, disgusting injuries I've seen. It is horrendous, isn't yeah. it? I wonder how long he'll um, he'll be out. He'll be out for with that. No idea. It, it'd be surgery, won't it? Because if it's, it's a broken bone, oh, it'll have to be plated and set. So I'll tell you the worst injury that I've ever had, ever. Um, it's a finger injury. I Paper was... cut. Huh? Paper cut. It was horrific, mate. It was honestly horrific. Um, just moved up to Manchester. Uh, I was playing at Macclesfield threes for Broughton Park twos, and Macclesfield had these old cotton jerseys, and we were in a line out. Um, I was playing centre, I think, and so I don't know why I was in the line out, but uh, it kind of wrapped. Like if you're on Facebook. Live, no, you can kind of see. Do you know when you kind of wrap it around, like 
Like oh that. yeah. It wrapped around my finger, and then the leverage. I heard a snap. It was like a tourniquet on your yeah. finger. Yeah. Oh. It was like a snap, and I looked at my nail, and my nail was bleeding. I was like, odd. So you know, just sh- uh, shook it off, kept, carried on. Pain got worse and worse and worse, and it looked like there's like a little crack through the nail. And when I went to get it X-rayed, it was like a spiral fracture going through the nail, but then matching up through the tip of the finger and then around. And it wasn't until the Wednesday that I, I had to get this thing ex- seen to. Yeah. Because it was so painful. I was sitting watching Apprentice with my finger in an upside down cap from doing you know, like a, a kind of pledge with with frozen peas in it. <laughs> Just trying to get over the pain. It was so bad. And then because I didn't have a car to walk to bloody MRI, which is three, four miles away. Oh, it was such a miserable night. So Claire, my wife, uh, was in the gym a couple of years ago, stacking some 20 plates and... Trapped, trapped her finger between two twenty plates, and she said she didn't feel any pain, but she heard a click, and she looked down, and her finger was like a bit uh, not quite right, not quite aligned. Yeah. So she thought it was dislocated, so went to yank it out to to relocate uh. it because she's a doctor, and said almost passed out with the pain, oh. and I had, had to go and have she had. I had uh, about three operations on it to to plate it and set it and then yeah. reset it and then remove screws. So I think we've uh, combined uh, between the two of us, we've answered James Oil's going to be out for a little bit. It could be, it could be, <laughs> it could be pretty difficult. That yeah, yeah, we'll get well soon, James. Yeah, massively. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, what does that mean for the for the table? Where or Leicester now? Have they moved up to second or are they third? Uh, I will tell you in two seconds. Um, Bath a second. Wasp- Bath a second, are they? Yeah, Bath Bath have won seven out of eight. Bloody hell! Uh, Wasps are still in third. They've won six out of eight, uh, and Leicester are in fourth. Um, uh, Sale dropped to sixth. Seventh. Oh no! Exeter and Northampton both both ahead of them. Why oh no? Huh? You don't have a team. Why oh no? Because you predicted Sale would be top he, top six. Because I back. My, I think I do think Sale will still make top top six. But if they don't make top six... Well, there's two things. I've got a bet on with the Gloucester fans somewhere. Have you? Which is £10 for every position that Sale finish above above Gloucester. Uh, so yeah, the other week, I, I was running at 50 quid. Yeah. Now it might have narrowed a bit. Uh, no, it's 20 quid. Yeah, but that will still happen. Sale will still do, still do better than Gloucester. And also, because I've said they play nice rugby, they've got to do well, or um, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Makes me look like an amateur. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find a way to defend your position. Exactly right, mate. No da- danger there. Exactly right. Right. A- any uh, other games you want to touch on? I want Tim to tell me about uh, about the sale game. We'll and, do that. In, and interviewing Steve Diamond. We'll do that straight after a very quick Ellis Genge rugby social. <laughs> so, uh, no, don't put your phone down, oh. JB. So I've just right. got three tweets from Ellis Genge because Phil ignored Ellis Genge from rugby social last week. I did. I've got a purely Ellis Genge rugby social. <laughs> oh, this is killing me. So, JB and Phil, and play along. Uh, Ellis Genge was worried about playing against Marlon Yard uh, in the Leicester Harlequins game. Why was Ellis Genge worried? Was it that he thought Marlon Yard might gas him? Was it that he thought Marlon Yard might sledge him? Or was it that he thought Marlon Yard might breathe on him? I know. Breathe. Uh, I'm going to say sledge if you're saying breathe. It is breathe. I know. (laughs) (laughs) He was having a pop at uh, Marlon Yard's breath. Uh, Next, Uh, Ellis Genge was excited about making what treat... Uh, for, if Leicester won against Harlequins, which they did. 
Uh, was he going to treat himself to cookies and cream brownie cheesecake, a Jaffa cake cake, or a cream egg pie? Mm. You go first. A Jaffa cake cake. Cream egg pie. Cookies and cream brownie cheesecake. Ugh. And fi- uh, let's have another question then about Ellis Genge. Um... <laughs> <laughs> when Anthony Watson tweeted a decision whilst watching the England match, uh, tweeted about a refereeing decision, sorry, during the England match, uh, which which pundit, which TV pundit did Ellis Genge suggest Anthony Watson was? I'm not going to give you options there. TV pundit. T- TV, TV, TV pundit. He said cheers and then used the... Use the name of uh... uh, Stuart Bonds. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Go um, whose manners has Ellis Genge been forced to correct? Who, who's who's, he, who's Ellis Genge had to out as having poor manners because he doesn't say please? Uh... England or Leicester? Um, okay, sorry. Let me. I'll rephrase the question then. Which member of the Egg Chasers podcast has Ellis Genge had to man had to had to uh, correct the manners what? of because he doesn't say please. What? <laughs> it is one Jonathan Beardmore. Yes. Uh, <laughs> JB tweeted Ellis Genge saying DM me and Genji replied uh, and quote tweeted it so everyone could yep. see say please. Well, I'm going to let you into a little <laughs> secret. I'm going to let you into a little secret here, Tim. Yeah. I thought you were going to do a rugby social on Ellis Genge, so I contacted. Lockie McCaffrey after our interview to post some tweets that I tweeted so you would read it from Ellis Genge's accounts. Uh, so we didn't quite do it in time. So no. I was like, DM me please. So um, I, the, 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 <laughs> the tweets I was trying to get up on Ellis Genge's... Are oh, you were going to sabotage Ellis Genge's watch? <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the tweets that I was going to try and get up is... Uh, what clown is on Virgin Radio between se- seven and ten weeknights? <laughs> <laughs> and the second one was watching some some old Man City games. How annoying is the voice of the guy announcing the team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we couldn't get, do it in time, and I'm devastated. And you could have done one. You could have done one that was, who was the guy who was asking Steve Diamond yeah. the questions yeah. today exact- on yeah. BT Sport? Um, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, we, we didn't quite get it done in time. All right, well, that was Rugby Social and JB won. Yeah. Uh, Bit well, more the winner again. Well played, JB. If Thanks, only, mate. Only, I feel I deserved it. If only you'd said please. Right, so, yes, uh, Saracens, shorn of a massive number of uh, their first-choice players. Mm-hmm. They still have a lot of quality. When you look at that team and there's Scout Brits, Scout Berger, Jim Hamilton... Um, uh, Brad Richard Wigglesworth, Brad Barrett, Marcello Bosch, Lazowski. Yeah, I still want to call him Lazowski. He sounds better. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Yep. Like yeah. a New York cop. But um, they also brought through some fringe players that don't... I mean, Kelly Brown was made... Oh, Kelly Brown... A player like that hasn't started a Premiership game this season. I don't think he's dual signed. You know, I think he plays for like old Albanians or someone. Really? Yeah, I'm sure he's definitely coaching he not, or someone. Yeah, is he not doing stuff with the Saracens Academy? I, which is older? Is not not the same as old Albanians, effectively. No. So the Saracens Academy, they, they train at old Albanians facility. Yeah, but, but they, it's not the same team. Uh, hmm. Gone. Um, yeah, he, like, he is a mass a massive player to just to be able to bring in. But he is a little bit, 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 bit part. You've got Jim Hamilton, players well, like that. The point being, they've still got a load of quality, yes. even with all the international players out. And yeah. they put, you wouldn't know, it was just a Saracens performance, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. I mean, I am genuinely shocked that uh, Sale didn't beat Saracens. I, I had Sale to win. I thought they'd win quite handily. It just shows what you know how much quality Saracens have. You've got a guy like Ben, like ben Spencer, who... I think he's destined for England mm-hmm. at, at some point. Uh, Tomkins, I mean, did, uh, did Tomkins play today? He came on on the bench. I mean, yeah. That's that's another guy who yeah. they're very slowly bring, giving more and more, more and more f- um, first team appearances to. They're just in good shape. They're you know good, um, good club with great academy structure. Um, disappointing though because Sale had, I don't think they could have put out a stronger team, with the exception of maybe. And this you're going to laugh at this. Exception of maybe having Avon Lewis Roberts on the bench, that that does help. Jonathan Mills is out, um, but other than that, you know, John, Johnny Leota. But then I don't yeah. think you pick him and Sam Tuatupu. We got Sam James. Yeah, yeah, it was it was. Sale Sharks were at full yeah. strength pretty much, and that's yeah. the most disappointing it's, part about this. At home, at full strength against a weakened Saracen side, you you would be hoping for them to do better than they did, yeah. and they didn't really turn up. Did they not? Really, no. Not not in the way that you would... No, it wasn't a Sale Sharks performance. They they just weren't at the races. Mm. Um, Tell you what, though. Sale are going to look... I mean, they're not going to do it now because Avon Lewis Roberts is out for the rest of the year. Now, you think it's... You, you, I know everyone's thinking it's weird that I'm making a big deal of, you know, the fridge. But what Sale did really well, and they did it against Toulon, is they bought on Halani uh, Lika who is enormous. Yeah. And they brought on Avon Lewis Roberts at the same time. So if you're blowing at the last in the last thirty minutes of a game, the last three men that you want to, the last two men in the world you want to see are those two. Yeah. And, and then it, you throw Rob Webber into the middle of it. Yeah. And then you're in for an absolute nightmare. That is an enormous front row. And they can scrummage. It's not like Tony Beckley, who's enormous <laughs> and can't <laughs> scrummage. These are enormous guys who uh, can scrummage. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's no it's no furlong though, is it? <laughs> he's my new favourite rugby player yep. I love that man um, so I've just looked at your Twitter account JB what are you doing going this is how you poke the bear What's, what are you talking about oh, I think your Gloucester thing? question is fantastic no no it's not a question so uh, yeah I did the post watch interview for Steve Diamond do you want to hear it yes please it's a minute minute 18 I, I, I'm surprised you're here I'm surprised that you're not in pieces <laughs> <laughs> okay Come on. Do you want me to just recite it? You can if you like. Steve, why are you, oh, are you an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, do you think uh, your team is bad or you're a Steve, bad coach? What did you put that defeat down to? 
Well, I think uh, Saracens obviously a very good side. I thought our error rate was high, particularly so, high. How hungry uh, we gave, I think, the first four or five penalties of the game we gave away. So I don't, I don't know why we went on it. To Hey, but uh, fair play to Saracens, they were a far better team than us. Yeah, you mentioned the, the handling errors and the discipline, but another statistic, you've made the fewest clean breaks and beaten the fewest defenders in the Premiership. Is that attacking side of things a cause of concern? Well, I didn't really know that stat, but no, I think we, uh, we, we, we were trying a little bit too hard today. I think one or two passes went astray and, uh, and they capitalised on it and against the top, top sides, that's what happens. If you don't get your execution right, then, um, then you lose. So far, so good. So all fine, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you're poking a little bit. Sorry. You are poking the wait, bear a little. Wait bit. for this. Bit. Why, why am I poking? I don't understand why that's poking. That's just. Like, oh no, it's it's good. I like it. I like it. Yeah. The questions. Anyway. Stadium to be a bit of a fortress for you in recent years, but that's three defeats in six. That must be a concern, Steve. Oh, well, not really. No, we've, Steve. we've been beaten by Toulon and we've been beaten by Saracens. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll look at our performance today and and try and make it better for next week. And Gloucester, of course, but uh, a very tough run of games between now and Christmas, including two what games against Saracens. What? <laughs> what? I don't understand why that's poking the bear. Correct, corrected correct him, him to wind. And then move on. So yeah, correct, on. yeah, correcting him to like weaken his point and then immediately move on, move on before he oh, can defend no, himself you might as well go that's cute and Gloucester and then <laughs> no 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 that, um, I like it I think I yeah, thought, good no I thought that that would if you were a Gloucester fan yeah you'd be going oh right so it's alright to get beaten by Saracens but not to get beaten by us I think that's exactly what I'd be yeah I think that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right okay well anyway I didn't mean anything by it but you thought that poked the bear I didn't think there was anything in it Really? Anyway. What lessons do you need to learn to, to get a different result? Well, the lessons we need to learn and we need to turn up on match day like we did in training. And how will you achieve that between now and the next game, Steve? Well, we've got to work out. What? <laughs> 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 in practice. Thanks very much for your time. <laughs> I'd very like, good, very I'd, good. I don't think it was poking the bear, and if it was, then I think that's so my... bit. I'm oh, guilty. It's. <laughs> I think that's my job. Yeah, They're yeah. Agreed. No, I, I think I think it's a very good interview. I think you've done your job perfectly. Okay. All right. Yeah, no criticism from me at all. I enjoyed I it. It's great. Okay, fine. All right, good. I just interested. I just saw JB's tweet. <laughs> that's how you poke the bear. Yeah. <laughs> the gloss of it is good. But Sale will be disappointed. Yeah, and they yeah. should be. I thought they were going to win this, and now they've got Exeter, they've got Northampton, they've got. Saracens twice, and they have got someone else as well. It's going to be a tough month for for sale. They got wasps away next weekend. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. How, are you revising your thoughts on on how their season may go? No, I think sixth, sixth or seventh. <laughs> that, so that is revising. So that is so. Yes. Why, why would so I the say? answer is yes. Why, why, why would yes. I say fifth? I think they could you get top. top you, I think they could get top four. Definitely. Oh top no, six. sorry. I'll give fifth. Then. I'll give fifth. Okay. You're just, uh, so you're saying top six? Uh, it depends it's, on the same form. I, I mean, one of the reasons I think that the stats for defenders beaten and clean breaks made is so poor is because they are so poor on the road. Well, uh, also there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. I know that you know Phil loves your stats, but you definitely understand there's a that that doesn't mean they're the worst attacking side. It just means no. that, that they the way that they play isn't to beat men one on one. It might be to find an overlap, yeah. and that doesn't count as defenders beaten. Yes, and think so. You know, there's you take everything with a pinch of salt. You, you can make it find any. Well, George Ford will make this team tick next year. Don't you worry about that. Do you know what we should talk about? Is fantasy rugby draft? Do do it. So, um, 
I know that a lot of people have got on board uh, recently. Um, we've been there since the start of the season. But FantasyRugbyDraft.com is a new way to play fantasy rugby. And if you are a fan of the NFL and you understand the draft system, it will be second nature to you. If you don't, then JB, your description last week was absolutely priceless. Loved it. Which was, it's like picking teams at school. There's only yes. a finite number of players and you can't all have um, Owen Farrell. Only one person exactly. can. You do it with your mates. You all have to pick and then you have to barter and trade and then there are some shady, shady business that goes on <laughs> alongside <laughs> it. For example, uh, a day before Leicester's team sheet is announced, <laughs> JB will sign all the players from Leicester that just then happen to be unexpected additions to the 15. Yes. <laughs> so there's a quick DM, a direct message to Tom Brady on Twitter. No, there's not. Tom, no, you, uh, there's not. Tom are you looking like you're starting this week. Yeah, look, I'll, look. I'll probably be starting, but obviously that's uh, unofficial. Uh, that I'll sign was, Tom Brady a day was, before the team comes out. That was just good. That was just good selection. Um, <laughs> Tom Croft, yeah, he hasn't played for two years. I get it. But it's a Lions year, right? <laughs> Who else would I pick? <laughs> well, what's interesting is that uh, Tom Brady got you minus 0.1 points. And Tom Croft went off injured after 2.7 points. Yeah, but Brendan O'Connor did all right. And there's still yeah. a chance that the scores will be revised. So I'm not counting my chickens yet. But it looks like in our you match like you're this week, me. I've beaten you. I know. Which I'm very happy with, bearing in mind I had three players not even playing. Did you? Yeah, Jackson, I didn't have a centre. Um, ben Spencer was on the bench. and um, Yeah, an... ben, ben Spencer came off the bench yeah. to score a 60-metre try. I, that's, that takes some guts to pick a scrum half who's on the bench <laughs> every week, which I do every week. Do it you does, really? I pick him on the because I think, he and, he and how good has he done off the bench? This is Brilliant, what I mean. Mate. This is why fantasy rugby draft is so good. It really tests your skills because you can't all have the same player. Yeah, I, I tell you the other thing which is going to be awesome for next season is our draft party because we were definitely going to have some sort of draft party. Yes. We definitely need, we definitely need to. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, but, you need to assemble a bunch of your mates you need to go to fantasyrugbydraft.com and when you when you make your team and you select your side and you do your draft, make sure the word egg is in your team because we will have, I think at the end of the year, is it right, Phil, or in a couple of weeks? Uh, in the new year. In the new year, we, we are collecting a, a pretty incredible stash giveaway. So um, if you want to be in with a chance of that and if you want to get on board, forget all this. Like people, A load of people at work, teams and mates do fantasy Premier League football don't they Yeah. but everyone ends up with the same players by the end of the season yes. like last year everyone had Mares yeah, for Leicester yeah. it becomes meaningless Mares and Vardy yeah. exactly so this is this is a different way of doing it so get on board we love it we love it yeah and it makes you a lot more interested in rugby which I didn't think I could be but we I should, am and when we do do a draft party we should Facebook live that, that, that draft party <laughs> you'd be amazed the no, no, with the first we, pick of the draft we, we definitely can't do that because no. there's no way I'm risking the internet going down when, I, <laughs> when I'm about to draft <laughs> a player no, what we'll do is we'll hotspot it yeah, no, we, well we can fill in the actual drafts afterwards we could do it for real like on a board Yes, anyway. you are, that, there, there was not. There anyway, was, anyway, that's all. Um, right, should we just mention the other two results because no one saw them because they were on, they weren't on TV, um, and then we'll go into predictions for next week. So Exeter comfortably beat Newcastle. Shock. Uh, not, well, not. No, I think it not was a away shock. from home. Yeah, yeah. actually, you might, and, I might have been and a bit winning flippant there, that mu- that well. Newcastle yeah. have looked good. Yeah, and Exeter haven't. Yeah. And it was Exeter's only only their third win in the Premiership, and it's catapulted them up the table into fifth place. Has it really? Yeah. yeah, it shows how close. I mean, they're in fifth on twenty-one, and Gloucester in ninth are on seventeen points. So one win can jump jump you right up the table, or conversely, 
uh, let you fall right down the table. Mm. Yeah, and they had a pretty full 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 squad out as well. Just 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 looking through it, uh, and more importantly, really, was the um, Northampton Worcester game because it just shows Worcester have really come on. Uh, they have come on, but for them not to get the win, mm. it's so. Northampton aren't playing particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not scoring tries at all, um, and Worcester they're they're playing quite good rugby, but they're these close games. They're not closing them out, and close games like that to lose by one point at home, that's the kind of game. Especially when Northampton have got a lot of players missing yeah. with England, that's the kind of game they have. I'd say another thing as well. Just looking through the teams, um, yeah, you might be right there because particularly in in the backs, I can't remember a. I can't remember what's the team looking this strong. Ryan Mills is back. Uh, Oliver, or however you say his name, Hammond, Olafia. Pennell, uh, Olafia, Hammond, Pennell, and Cooper. Yeah, Pen- Pennell coming back is massive for them. Actually, he's so important at fullback. Yeah. So, hmm. Uh, but they get, but they get the bonus point, and I think it's fair to say everyone's safe except for Bristol at the moment. Uh, as things stand, you wouldn't put money on anyone else, but Bristol going down. Bristol go down. It's an absolute nightmare, isn't it, for the administration? Because they're going to have to have someone else come up. When is this ring fencing going to happen? Cause Never, the, by sounds of things. I hope, I hope it doesn't. I hope it does. Uh, Why on earth do you want a yo-yo team coming up and down? I mean, because then, because then, well, the reason is, is because Nat, by this point in the season, Bristol would go, oh, well, do you know what? Let's just write this season off. Let's just... Uh... That's not a bad thing. That's a great what, thing. You think that's going to get fans coming through and watching games? You think that's going to mean that... There's, well, there's, there's stuff on the line. I don't, know, I don't, I don't you, think they would ever write it off. I don't, I don't think you write off a season. It's but actually more of an opportunity for them to develop some yeah. of the players and I, I be see a bit more care, carefree, carefree with the rugby. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's oh, why I, I love the possibility. As a result, then you get some. You get like, oh, it's like when you go, oh, it's Zebra versus Edinburgh. Oh, well, well, well that doesn't it matter. Depends, You'll get games because, like that. No, because there's such a golfing class. I mean. The, like the Pro 12, Zebra can put out their top team and it's still rubbish. Okay, so I'm not seeing anyone come through who I really care about. Every Premiership team, basically, well, I think every Premiership team has an, um, an academy. And I want to see those players play. It sounds really sad, but one of the, my favourite things about International Weekend is seeing lads like Max Max Clark play for Bath. Because I can see what the next what next year's stars or stars after next year are, are going to look like. I think it'd be really exciting to see... You know, I mean, look, I mean, look at Worcester. Worcester have started the season with so many injuries, and they've brought all these academy lads through. They'll well, be a yeah, much better team for but it. But then look at look at actually look at England's players, and you wouldn't say that the current system has prohibited any young players from coming through, has it? Because of the salary cap that we talked about mm. last week, no, it hasn't. Players have to squeeze that value, and therefore young players do get their chance because you can't hold. There's only so many big name players you can hold on to. Oh yeah, but I just want to see them play. But and, and the, yeah, there is there is another thing that. By closing the league, you can potentially make it more difficult for players to move from one club to another uh, and incentivise clubs to retain them even more so you don't get a club like London Irish who, if they'd have kept all their players, they would be pushing for top four. Exactly. They wouldn't be in the the championship. And also, don't you like the idea, just the idea that your international fly-half, Reese Priestland, goes down? And you throw on some young lad who's nineteen, and you could, and that guy might have an amazing game, and you get to watch. But that. do you know what nineteen-year-old you get to see next year if when Bristol go down? 
Fiji Joe, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> from London Irish. We must stop calling him Fiji and Joe. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's that's got like, like all racist connotations going I on. I know, but that, that's, we only mention that because that's what the fans Here comes Chinese it. Ken. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's bad, isn't it? But um, London Irish, uh, who Jim Hamilton and Petrus Duplessis, as we mentioned last week. Did we mention that last week? No, I didn't. No, I no, I let you know. No, I, I Petrus Duplessis you. is that the right guy? Petr- Petrus Duplessis from Saracens and Jim Hamilton from Saracens, as I understand it, will be going to London Irish. Awesome, mm. nice signings. Yeah, well, Petrus is thirty-five, but yeah, but actually, still scrummaging, still scrummaging, and um, it will mean that they can let. Uh, well, I just imagine Owen Freaks will go. Oh, speaking of international uh, stars, you see, there's another man on the dicks getting on the dick. On the deep. Yes, I did see someone was on so the deep. We saw Dean Carter on the deep. Oh yeah, I I know who you're going to say. Who, Go who, on. Who was, who was it? MHD. Yes. Mullet hyphen. Mullet hyphen Dicky is on the dicks. Yeah. With Dick. Sam Hill, I think it was. Yeah, getting on the dicks, bro. Well, ah, that makes a lot of sense because when I was um, working on the Anglo Welsh Cup match, I was Phil Dolman was doing a little bit to show me around the extra dressing room. I said, oh, there's some music on. I said, oh, who's in charge of the music? And he went. Sam Sam Hills the, the the DJ for the team, um, but now M- MHD. Yeah. Do you know what I used to do for Broughton Park um, before they kicked me out? Uh, um, they lost <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> um, I used very to... magnanimous of you yeah. there, Jay. Well, you know when you uh, get a sex offender as your new director of rugby, it's bound to happen, isn't it? So, um, so uh, what? What I um, what I would do is I'd go around the team on Spotify. And then get every player to pick one song for the way back, uh, and that worked very, very, very well. And we used to have little white wireless speakers. Uh, Manchester Rugby Club before it yeah. dive bombed down the leagues when we were back in National One and used to go on long road trips. That was power ballads, always power ballads. <laughs> yeah, the problem is with rugby clubs uh, is especially with especially with young lads like what like some nineteen year old puts I think German Whip the song on, which makes no sense to me. Uh, and then you get the 35-year-old, uh, I think Jack Williams. Uh, Jack Williams had Madonna. Is it Holiday? Holiday. That's the one. Yeah. So quite quite, quite, quite an eclectic mix. Mm. Right, we, we, we should... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of an idea, because I'm on Virgin Radio, I'm thinking there's a, I might have to explore some ideas of uh, finding the DJs at each club and getting them to pick some tunes. That's a great idea. For the radio show. Um, that is a very good. That's a very good idea. Well done, Tim. That's why you're better than be, better than Chris Moyles. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Moyles wouldn't wouldn't be thinking like that. Shall we do the um, predictions, predictions next yes. week? Fire away in. Let's do it. So Friday night, two games. We've got Northampton hosting Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Northampton at home. Northampton at home. Absolutely. Oh, oh, we know. We, we stop. We must talk about Callum Clark. Oh, come on then. Okay. Absolutely. Outrageous! I've not seen and it. He's got form and previous, unfortunately, hasn't he? Yeah. He has. Uh, what? What he almost got away. What he almost managed to do to Donica O'Callaghan, and this is where that question that we mentioned on the previous podcast um, in relation to the Ireland match and some of the tackles there. And if you if you want to hear the international podcast, go to the feed and listen to that one. But it's that question of intent versus outcome because on this occasion, it looked like. There was clear intent to do some real horrible damage to Donacro Calicus. What was it? Was it an elbow? So, so more uh, damage. Donacro <laughs> <laughs> Callahan was um, was on the floor on his back, um, falling away from a ruck. 
Callum Clark was coming in as if he was going to clean out a ruck, but then was sort of falling over Donacro Callahan, put his elbow into a point and pushed his elbow down towards the basically the eye socket of Donacro Callahan, who just moved his head and it just missed. It glanced off his cheek ever so slightly. Donacro Callahan was absolutely incensed, got up and laid into Callum Clark. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. I don't know what sanction it was, whether it was a, a yellow or anything, but um, I, all I've seen is the replay of the actual incident. I don't know what was given at the time, but it was horrible. Mm. Yeah, so that that is an interesting one, actually, that, that if you have the intent and you fail to, to execute properly. Yeah. I mean... I. Well it, well, it happened, again, in the sale game, it happened with Halani Olika where he swung a punch yeah. and Jim Hamilton just managed to duck. It contacted the shoulder, therefore it was a yellow card, not a red card. Which, yeah. Which he, Callum Clark did get a... Uh, actually, no, he, he got a yellow for something else, for overreacting and throwing Johnny R to the ground. Oh, so he didn't get so anything didn't, for that. He didn't get yellow for for that incident. Oh well, keep your keep an eye on that because I wouldn't. I, I don't know how. I don't know what the laws are and what you do. No, because they talk. It's um, you don't need intent. You don't need mens rea, and they talk about strict liability in rugby. So if it happens, it does the the intent is irrelevant. It's if it happens, it happens, and that no foul has been committed if he didn't make contact. If he brushed him, there is a foul. If he didn't actually make contact. Then there is no foul, so well, you follow that through, yeah. and it it shouldn't be a penalty. But then I think that is wrong. Yeah, and this is this is where that this is where, and you can't go, you can't just penalise everything all the time. I, I think it's the perfect timing for my perspective that there's outcome, and then there's intent, and then and the, the and there's this concept that accidents happen, and I I appreciate it's really complicated. And you won't always get it right, and it's subjective, and it's a sliding scale, and which is why I don't. When you say you want consistency, well, in that case, Callum Clark gets away with it because he didn't actually do anything. But he tried to elbow drop, and yeah, who knows? Well, no. blind uh, Donacro Callahan. It was absolutely outrageous. And if, you, but by the letter of the law and for consistency, Callum Clark should have nothing done to him. But this is what I mean. If you want the letter of the law and you want consistency, that's what you get. You get Callum Clark getting nothing. No, I, I, I don't think you, yeah. you have to have Callum Clark getting nothing to have consistency. I think you can you can have a scenario where you've got exactly the laws. If someone tries and fails, you can still come down on a, like a ton of bricks. Mm. And you can still have that complete consistency. Okay. They're, they're not mutually exclusive at all. Okay. Well, uh, good. Well, I, I hope so. I'll be interested to know what you think as well at Rugby Podcast. But um, yeah, if you, I, I'm trying to find a video of it, and it's, yeah, it's really hard I, to because it wasn't a televised game. I can't find anything on it. Um, but it was outrageous, and he will, I hope, um, be sanctioned for it. Yes. Uh, and could be quite a significant. Well, it's hard to know. Well, this is this is the whole thing, like. Um, uh, a ch- should attempted murder be any less than murder? Yeah. And if for one thing you're you're um, benefiting incompetence, if someone fails to to do execute something as planned, then they actually get a benefit out of it. So I'm not really for this. Uh, I think I think they should come down on him. In terms of the result, again, I, I, you you're only taking my description of what happened. You'll have to sit for yourself and have a, yeah. and have a decision. But in terms of the rugby side of it. What was ridiculous about that is it gave Worcester a penalty attempt at the death to to potentially score. Callum Clark gave away a penalty, which uh, which could have given them a, a score at the death. And um, and fortunately for Northampton, Worcester didn't take it. But anyway, Northampton, I, I expect to win at home. I believe I can find you the Callum Clark thing. Oh really? Yeah. 
BT Sport website. Thank you to one of our listeners for that. Oh, awesome. Ah. Um, well, we'll have a look at we, We've spoken enough about that anyway. We can have a look at that afterwards. So, let's, yeah, you, let's you fire it up as we carry yeah, on talking about the games. Let's briefly run through the games. So, Northampton, Newcastle, yeah, home win. Bristol host Leicester, which I would say in a way win. Uh, I can't see it going any other way. No. Uh, then on Saturday, Exeter host Worcester, which I think will be an Exeter win. Exeter win. Saracens host Gloucester, which will be... so. Saracens win. You would say Saracens win, and I still do say Saracens yeah. win, but I was just impressed by the Gloucester performance against Wasps, against a, still a decent Wasp team. Yeah. Uh, then Wasps host Sale. Which I, I will be saying wasps. Uh, sale. <laughs> you always no, say I sale. think wasps. <laughs> uh, and then Quinns host Bath, which will that will be interesting. So Quinns obviously much better at home. Yeah. Um, and both teams are losing some seriously key players. Uh, but Quinns need to win that. What's the status? What competition are they doing in terms of Pro 12? Or is it all... Are they not, are they not uh, there is now? a Pro... There, no, is pro is, 12, there is Pro 12 this coming weekend. So there was nothing the weekend just gone. Because English teams, as we've talked about, because there's 12 sides, the, the the international team is spread thin, albeit some clubs, Harlequins, Saracens, get yeah. really heavily affected um, and others don't get affected at all, like Sale. But uh, generally speaking, it's spread a lot thinner. This is just going to mean... Yeah, well, Glasgow will be decimated. decimated yeah. Yeah. There's nothing left in Glasgow. Glasgow, Leinster, um, uh, Ospreys, they're all pretty heavy hit. Uh, and Zebra and Treviso are also quite heavily hit, although you'd probably not notice. <laughs> well, I mean, they're better than South Africa now, so... <laughs> Zebra are better than South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really hard to call the Pro 12. Uh, I suspect Glasgow will beat Ospreys, who knows? I suspect Connacht will beat... Um, Cardiff, who knows? Who knows? Um, Ulster, Zebra, yeah, maybe Ulster. Scarlet's Lancer, who knows? Um, Munster will beat Treviso, and Edinburgh will. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Our Pro 12 fans will have loved that update. That, that almost deserved the bed. Yeah, that almost deserved the Pro 12 bed. In fact, we need to dig that out again. Yeah, the Pro 12 bed. What was that? The, the music. The uh, from the, the from the people that brought you. Uh, Zebra six, dragons twelve. <laughs> uh, oh, I know it's on. It's on the my other device. Pro twelve report. Pro yeah. twelve report. Yeah, I was very proud of that. We'll have to get the Pro twelve report music back out. Oh, one one bit of music. Then we can. Oh, sorry, Phil. You oh no, no, no. Uh, one bit of music we could wrap up with because we have been uh, hard at the coal face for a while. We've got people. We've got wives that want to spend a little bit of time with us. Not me. <laughs> f- food that wants to get eaten. In my yeah, case, I need to go and eat some food. Um, but co- I need to get to bed. I've not had much sleep this weekend at all. Of course. So uh, this this Wednesday. Well, that, that was the week- Wednesday. <laughs> that was the weekend. This sorry, is Wednesday. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's been a tough week at work. Tough day at work today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Got some strange looks wearing my lion's top in work and shorts. And- right. I'm tr- I'm going back through our own tweets to find. Um, we can finish like old times. We had a little. Period where we'd uh, oh, celebrate yes. rugby. Okay, yes. Some of the and Alex Corbiziero was our Jacques Berger and Alex Corbiziero. Like historically for the podcast, were our were our favourites. Yeah. Well, this is Corb. In right, firstly, he's tweeted going little off the cuff jam session in the BMW. The mention that it was BMW was egregious yeah. and completely unnecessary. And clearly, this is a way to 
to just for say to his agent, forward that to the PR company that gave me my new Beamer every year. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that will keep this will keep him sweet. <laughs> I mean, this is the image that BMW want, right? This is their, their core demographic of 50-year-olds. We're going to love this. Are we ending this, boys? He mentioned Gorilla. He mentioned Gorilla again. You remember? The, do you remember? Because remember the old Henley Festival one? Where it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm the by, killer. By the way, thriller. I'm the lady killer, but like a gorilla mixed with your favourite chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember it? Because Tim does. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. <laughs> It wasn't the Henley Festival sponsored by BMW as well. That's exactly what it was. There are sales directors all over the country listening to this thinking, I need a BMW now. He's got, he's got a very low-cut V-neck T-shirt. He's, he looks very trim, doesn't he? He, he does. In great shape. Yeah. He does look in great shape. I just, he's given up the rugby now completely, hasn't he? Must off. Must off. He, he's a car salesman. He's presenting... <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that's what uh, Chris Moores did before he uh, nicked my job. The truth. <laughs> that right? uh, or was that just a tax dodge? I think it was just a tax dodge. Um, Ooh. Anyway. Are we done? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, let's go let's eat. Wrap it let's up. go eat, Phil. Yes. Eat and sleep. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank yep. you very much for watching. Um, if you've been watching this on Facebook Live, if you're listening and you'd like to watch it and you want to see... Uh, why people commented every couple of minutes saying JB keep your legs shut yep. and what be, watch us being full kit wankers in our lions stash uh, then get to Facebook Egg Chasers where you can find us there at Rugby Podcast where you can find us on Twitter subscribe on iTunes and, and Acast we've got anyone else we need to mention yeah I just want to mention this uh, I said before uh, Broughton Parks director of rugby is a sex offender I, I retract that he might be a sex offender <laughs> just to, just to uh, cover well, my back technically anyone might be a sex exactly. offender exactly just want to cover my back there you know in case <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing about Facebook Live isn't it because you can edit it out of a podcast you but it's there for the world right yeah. now yeah. well so, there um, you go do you want to name the guy just so he knows? I would no. T- I, 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 I couldn't possibly name Alan Marsden because um, it, it just wouldn't be worth it. Wouldn't be worth it. Oh my word! Right, see, see you in court or on the next podcast. <laughs> All right, bye bye. In a bit. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.